The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Bellotta, the host of the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Joining me tonight is Joan Kelly Walker from The Real Housewives of Toronto. Hey Joan. Hey there. And we are super excited to be joined by the one and only Cheryl Hickey. She's the host of ET Canada, founder of Cheryl's Home and Family, and a total boss babe. Tonight we're going to catch up and chat with her about her experience quarantining with her family, how she and her husband keep the flame alive, how to gracefully navigate the pressures of social media, as well as the importance of self-care. We're also going to have a candid chat about why we all need strong friendships in our lives. I'm so excited, so let's dive right in. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, how are you? When you said how we keep the romance alive, I'm like, what? Right now? <laughs> no, I, don't I don't know. That wasn't on the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> this is a relationship show, though, right? We have to have to ask you something about your relationship. Of course, of course, I get it. I just, I just really don't know if I have anything interesting to say, but I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> well, first of all, how have you been, and how have you been staying busy during quarantine? I have been busy during quarantine. We uh, very, very early on. I think it was March sixteenth. Uh, I think it was that. Anyway, very early on um, during the COVID pandemic, we uh, pivoted and decided to shoot the show from our homes. So, you know, we've got the necessary equipment and we are all shooting from our homes. And um, it's been incredibly busy ever since. Um, you know, we, we heard from people that, that um, they found our show comforting in this difficult time. And so um, our team worked really, really hard to get up and running um, properly to be able to do the show. And, and that's what we've been doing. So it's been, it's been very, very busy here. At our house. And also, people are used to having you in their living room at a certain time of day. So I think it is comforting. It's like seeing a friend all the time because, you know, people weren't used to even doing Zoom calls and all of a sudden that hit. So I think any sense of normalcy and having you and the rest of the ET Canada team, I think, would lend that to people, like a sense of, of normalcy and routine. And, oh, there's Cheryl. There's my friend. She's talking about something interesting other than COVID. Yeah, I think that. You know, we, we recognize that we're we're part of, as you said, a part of the family in some certain way. Some people sit around and watch us at their dinner time or, or their after-dinner entertainment, whatever it is. Um, so that was really important to get back to, to do that for, for, um, for everybody, right? And I'm curious, how do you keep the kids occupied while you're taping? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the show, but sometimes they I've had a ball off the side of the head during a show. I have the dog walks in, someone's barking. Kevin has walked through while going to change to go golf. Like it, so there has been many appearances by my family. So I think, you know, it's giving the kids an opportunity to figure out, um, you know, how to be bored, how to do, how to figure out things for themselves. Have you been taking homeschooling? Because I know a lot of other parents are having issues with that or they're really struggling. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's really hard. I think that when they originally put the homeschooling together, it was a call out because parents were saying, listen, we need something for our kids. So the teachers came up with this, these really great plans and some teachers are giving more, some are giving less. But I think the piece that was missed was, hey, parents, we recognize that some parents are working from home and don't, you know, don't bend over backwards trying like because I've heard from teachers since that their marks are whatever it was in March. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have been really helpful piece of information for a lot of parents um, in terms of the stress of making sure their child keeps up and keeps in. For us, um, you know, the biggest part, we, we ended up bringing in a tutor. Jackson's had a tutor uh, over the last year. We've kept that going. Um, and we found a retired school teacher who wanted to do some uh, one hour a week with Nyla, um, which has been really helpful. Um, but also for our family, we have just sort of said my focus has been on their mental wellness as opposed to their school scores. Um, they have a grandfather who's really sick. They have grandparents that they can't see. They can't see their friends. Mm-hmm. They are aware of what's going on. So for me as a parent, my focus, yes, we're doing the reading. Yes, we're doing the things. But if I notice one day that their mental wellness is not the best, we get outside, we go for a walk. Maybe we focus more on the physical activities. See, there's my dog right there. Um, more, More physical activities and maybe more hugs and reading and snuggles. And so me judging how they're doing is really how, how are they mentally? And that's the, my biggest priority through all of this. Yeah, and that's the beauty of being home right now. Everybody's able to check in more because it is yeah. such a difficult time. Yeah. I, I want to talk about your husband a little bit. So I know that he used to travel a lot for work. Is he a film or TV producer or cameraman, something like that? Yeah, he's a director. He's a commercial director. So, um, right. so he, was it like a total adjustment to suddenly have him home all the time? Well, we go we go in spurts. Like he was over the last six months traveling the world doing an Olympic campaign. So he's been gone uh, on and off the last six months, and that's sort of been his life for for many years. Um, I think at first when he was home, it was oh good we can see each other and we can rest. And but I think like every other family, we start to get annoyed with each other and the dishes in the sink and. And what do you mean you can't stick your hand in the in the drain? Just pull out the drain. Of course you can. <laughs> so it's the silly arguments that everybody has, right? Yeah. So then we went through a rough patch, like every other couple. And then you realize, no, 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 you, we need to start talking like we've never talked before to work stuff out because we're in these closed space. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have so much more to talk about with Cheryl Hickey from ET Canada. Stay with us. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we're getting personal and intimate with ET Canada's Cheryl Hickey. I'm Laura Bilotta, your host, and Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto is also joining me in the studio. And before the break, we were talking to Cheryl uh, about her life at home, and she was discussing... um, life with her husband, and I was 
trying to get a little personal with her. And I just want to ask you this. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but I'm just curious to know, how do you keep that spark alive and, and keep your relationship thriving, especially in a time like this? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, that's I mean, a really good question. I write down, like, okay, I, I, I don't know. I, my poor husband. I mean, the reality is right now, we're kind of relying on the spark that we had from the beginning. So you, because we have, a, you know, small children and, um, you know, we're trying to sit outside the back and have a drink or watch a movie together. Um, moments like that, I think. And that's but good. I mean, so you haven't, whatever date night looks like for you guys. Well, there isn't. It's a date half an hour. It's a date, 30 minutes. You know what? That half an hour will take you very far. Like we, my husband and I, not that this conversation about me and my husband, but what are you guys doing? Well, we started COVID just, you know, plowing ahead in our lane. Me, I had to shift and, you know, do all the cooking and cleaning and all that. So I just was keeping busy, but we weren't stealing that half an hour or even like five minutes to be together. So it was kind of like he was just working from home and I was working from home and we were not connecting. So we had to stop and talk about it and just find those little ways of, of connecting, even if it is five minutes or just, you know, a little mm-hmm. hold his hand under the table or just something to say, like, I'm here. I get it. Like that see you. has mm-hmm. got your right, has got us right through all of this. Because it's hard. Like people are either having COVID babies because they can't get their hands off each other, or they're feeling like, oh, I'm not used to having you around all the time. So it's an adjustment. Geez, you guys are making me want to run out and get married. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Well, here's the thing. I think some of it is people who have been married for a short period of time. I think people make. I mean, I guess I don't know. If you've been married for a short period of time, you're like, oh. If you've been married for more than I don't know seven years. You're like, you're just trying to get by. I mean, I don't know. I think that we are stealing moments just like Joan. And um, I think we're just, we trust that we, we love each other and we're there for each other. And it's, it's more about kind gestures. It's more about, can I pick you up a pack of razors at Shoppers Drug Mart? There you go. Oh, yeah. oh you washer for me. It's, yeah. That is a romantic it's better than roses right now. Um, So for me and him, I think that's it. I think it's him saying he wants to go golfing and me not giving him a hard time. That's a grand gesture. (laughs) Okay. What about when you've reached your breaking point for the day and you need a break from the entire family? Do you, do you you get to have one? Like what happens then? Um, Usually it's when the kids go to bed, I will go have baths. Um, or I'm, I've been meditating for the last, I guess, probably two years now. So there are times when I'll say, okay, guys, mommy's going to go meditate. I have a one that I do. It's exactly 39 minutes and I'll be, I'm, I'm out. I'll go sit on the bed, put my eye mask on, earbuds in, and I'm meditating. And it feels as though I've had a massive break. I've had a sleep. Like I feel reset, completely rejuvenated. Um, and I used to do that when I worked at AT Canada. I did that on my lunch break for me. That was my time. Um, so I, I'm still keeping that going now. And, and I exercise first thing in the morning. So those are my 
Self-care. Yeah, because when I look at you, I mean, you glow. You always seem happy. You've got this That's amazing it's family hot. life. It's hot outside right now. <laughs> You're such a positive role model, and I know that self-care has a lot to do with it. So mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about that, but you just uh, mentioned it. So uh, basically meditation, working out. Is there anything else you do for self-care? What makes your Yeah, I mean, like I think what makes me feel good, and this has always made me feel good, whenever I need a rejuvenation time, I play with the kids. I get down and I play. We play. And that brings me joy. It actually makes me happy. Um, and so part of it is, I know it's not a popular answer, but that is for me is being goofy and silly is really helpful. Hmm. Um, then from an aesthetic point, I love a good facial or a laser or a laser mask, or I've got a tickle chunk of stuff that I do. And I usually do it on Sunday night after everyone's gone to bed. And I will derma roll my face and then I'll put a mask on and I'll put my serums on and then I'll put my red LED mask on. Oh my I love that stuff. I got it. I've been washing my face with baby shampoo. <laughs> baby shampoo. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> no. I ran out but, of the other stuff. Um, I've always been fascinated by the, by those things. So I do do, I haven't, I think I missed this week, but I try and do to that. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I do my bubble baths every night. That's my thing. That's right. my time. That's that my, okay, I'm winding it down for the night, you know, the start of it. It really, really yeah. helps. But, Cheryl, yeah. you're always so calm. You always just seem so calm. Is there, like, what, are there certain stressors that you know are going to affect you? I'll be honest. The week before my period, I get really sad. Mm. That's just a real, real. And sometimes I'll have a really good cry. Get it out. Let it go. Love crying. And yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I feel like it's a necessary thing to, um, when you're feeling overall sadness, like, I mean, periods aside, that's just a hormonal thing. And that for me, that I know work. Is there anything at work? Like if technically something doesn't go right, especially now with COVID, you're doing everything at home, right? From a, a work standpoint, I've been in this business for 20 years. It started when I was 17. Hmm. You know, I... Um, I've been in really stressful situations when I worked in news, when I was a cameraman, when I was flying in the helicopter, not to say that I don't get stressed, but I always try to find the solution that gives me ease. I look to the people who know more than me that I have. I think it's strategy. I think if the answer is strategy, trying to have a strategy in stressful situations is very important. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, and I lean on the team. For all business, I would say. All entrepreneurs. We need to take a break. We need to take a break. Okay. We, uh, when we come back, we're going to discuss navigating the pressures of social media with Cheryl Hickey. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we're talking about quarantining with family, how to keep the flame alive in your relationship, how to gracefully navigate the pressures of social media, as well as the importance of self-care, and so much more with ET Canada's Cheryl Hickey. Joining me as well is Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto. Hi, ladies. Welcome back. Hello. Okay, let's talk about navigating the pressures of social media. 
Cheryl, you're a public figure, which means you have a large following of people who are watching you all the time. Do you ever feel a lot of pressure to live up to a certain expectation on social media? Um, I would say that I, since I've been in television, again, that's a 20-year window, whether it's on television or it's in social media, the only thing I can do is be me. And there are a lot of, there are times when, you know, um, people may not identify with me or like what I am doing or how I look or, um, but all I can do is, is what I do. Um, I think that, sure, sometimes when you post a picture, you're like, how do I, how do I feel about that? Or how do I look? And, and you, you give it a second thought. But all I can do is is what I who I am and what I can do. So I don't I don't stress about it. I suppose. So do you respond to people if if they say something like, "Oh, I I liked your hair a different way," or you know, "Why did you wear your hair like that?" Do you actually take the time to yes. respond? I um I can tell you what I have ha- I've had comments about my weight. That's what I get. Pardon? And I get. Yeah. I mean, listen. I've been. Um, I, I've been all sorts of different weights from my two babies. I've, I've gone up 70 pounds. I've gone down. I've been all sorts of different sizes and, um, you know, everyone's watched that journey for me on camera. And I have had people over the years have lots to say about that. And there are times when I don't respond because I don't feel it's helpful or moving the conversation in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are times when I do respond um, and every situation is different depending on what is said, you know, um, I get that. Don't do you, Joan, a little bit of that? I well, get a little yeah, bit. I mean, people do comment on the strangest things sometimes. And sometimes you feel like if you respond, you're, you're just making it mushroom into something that it's really not. But if you don't respond, then sometimes you feel like you're not standing up for yourself too. So I always take time to clearly explain myself. Like somebody, I have a clothing brand and somebody was complaining about, uh, we use the term faux down because it wasn't real down. It was a synthetic down, which is machine washable and just super lightweight and very warm. And they uh, they didn't like that term. And so we took the time to really craft a response and clearly explain it. And instead of them just not like ignoring our response, they sent back a beautiful thank you saying, wow, now I understand. I didn't get that before. So I think it it depends on who's on the other end and you know what the situation is but it's not fair for, or okay for anybody to be commenting on anybody else's weight I don't think I think that's one of the most um you know that's difficult your weight your age your height like you know certain things it is what it is and look at all the the goodness and effort both of you ladies are putting out on social media so i think people just need to be a little more appreciative it's amazing though like your followers the ones that are diehards what they notice about you i posted a picture a little while ago and someone said oh i like this picture better because your your smile looks forced here i'm like what <laughs> what does that mean? Like, why are you even looking at that? So, yeah, you really have to, like, I, I, I make sure I look at every picture before I post it, and it's like, okay, am I going to get any scrutiny over this? Like, so I'm very careful about what I 
mm-hmm. what I post. But I think uh, the other thing too, though, isn't that a beautiful? Isn't it beautiful and nice to be able to be candid with yourself and be out there? There are times I will be on my Insta stories with not a stitch of makeup on, and oh, I love when you do that. Not, You're inspiring. I, I do it too. Yeah, I think that that's important, and I think that if you start editing yourself so much in your life that becomes a stress that is not necessary. Um, nobody is perfect. I mean, when you talk about the responses, Joan, I think that too, I, I don't respond a ton to people because I don't have a lot of time to comment back on comments. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't. And I also, I feel like, um, Again, is it necessary? Is it moving it in the right direction? Is this just someone who's having a bad day and really angry and they decided that I look fat or they don't like my face? You know, okay. You know, you don't like my face or you think I'm fat or you think what, like you're entitled to your opinion. I, sometimes I, um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I, I like, like you said, I think every, every situation is different. You just have to look at it and go, what is this really saying? Who is this person? Why are they saying it? There's a lot to evaluate, you know? Yeah. Now, I know you're, so you're typically quite active on social media and, um, and primarily because you're an influencer, a public figure, you need to post, right? So, and I think Joan and I get that because we're in a similar situation. So I want to know, yeah. is the time you spend on social media ever an issue when it comes to your relationship? Because I know it was for me in the past. I really had to be really mindful of when I was engaging and how I was engaging. Uh, but it was part of my job. And, I, and I, I, you know, I have to be available to post at 7 because that's what I do. Then, um, and that's what I need to do. I think if there's communication and a discussion around it, then it should be acceptable. How do you work around it? Because I always see you on social media, especially in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes my husband doesn't like it. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Um, and we have discussions about it, especially since I've launched my company. We do Insta story lives at night with different guests, whether it's a therapist or, um, you know, someone that's relevant to family. So sometimes we'll do those things and I, and I'm putting my voice into that. Um, but it's on me to make sure that I'm doing it at times that are appropriate. A lot of times I'll do an Insta story and it's, I don't take, do two takes. I do one, I quick, it's to the camera and it's over. Um, so I really try hard not to make it affect the kids and the family. If I notice that it is, I lay off. It's just, it's wherever I, I feel it can work. And Joan, before we break, mm-hmm. does it affect your relationship at all? Yes. yes, definitely. I'm very mindful. Um, my husband doesn't want to be on my social media, so I, I go really my far way to not in, not include him out of respect for him, and that's his his thing that he's really adamant about. So I respect that, and I try not to be on when he's around. When I'm with him, I want to be present with him. When we come back, we need to take a break. We're going to talk about the importance of friendships. And I want to ask Cheryl one more thing about Instagram. We'll be back. Okay. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
We're back. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Joining me tonight is Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto. And our special guest is Cheryl Hickey from ET Canada. We're discussing dating, relationships, COVID, all sorts of things, social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more question around social media. Okay. Do you guys hit on you on Instagram knowing that you're married? Joan? Hmm. Well, you know, they, <laughs> oh, no, they don't think they don't think she's married, Joan. They don't think I'm married because I never show my husband. Or there'll be a right. picture you can see somebody's shoulder is beside me, but it's cut off. So people think I'm single. <laughs> single. So yeah, they do. They do. They try, and then I just say, you know what? I'm married. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I get all the creepers. Um, but anyways, do you um, get Cheryl, it? Do you? I, so do you get the creepers? Pardon? So you get lots of people talking. Do you get asked out on dates? Oh my gosh! Uh, oh my goodness! All the time. I don't know if you've ever been to oh, my. Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, not, not really. <laughs> oh no, it's not. Okay, no. <laughs> it's not bad. I just I, I hate when it cl- they when they clog my inbox with unnecessary you know dick pics or unnecessary oh messages and things like yeah that's not okay. But no. um, but I'm that's clearly true. single, right? So that's. That's the reason. But even before I was single, when I was in a relationship, I still had a lot of creepers. And I think that's one one of the things that really bothered my ex was, was he's like, I can't believe all the people that you have on your, you know, all the guys creeping you on your social media. And how we, how can you possibly post a bikini picture after that, right? But you know what? You're a dating and relationship expert, maybe Maybe people look at you and think, oh, she's used to this, or she's welcoming this, or, you know, maybe they, they look at you differently. Which is another problem. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, um, okay, I think we could do a whole show on that I think so at some point. But you know what, Cheryl, I wanted to ask you about your new product line. So it's uh, mm-hmm. called Cheryl's Home and Family. What was the inspiration behind that? Um, well, we I launched uh, Arm Here For You, which is a breastfeeding, bottle, bottle feeding pillow that I created for my son 10 years ago. I love um, when he When he was a baby, um, I thought it was looked really uncomfortable laying on my forearm. So I would wrap my arm in blankets and I thought, oh, this isn't very good. So I drew a picture of something and created it and used it, you know, with him throughout the entire uh, when he was a baby. And then I decided to take it to market and I did, and it was very well received and um, knew that if I wanted to go to company, I needed to get some people around me who knew more than I did in this space. And so I uh, researched and found some fantastic business partners. My sister jumped on board um, and we created a company not for people just with babies, but for anyone who's like in the sandwich generation, who's taking care of parents, um, maybe small children or pets. Or maybe your family is you and your best friend. Maybe your family looks like that. Whoever is in your family, whatever it looks like, that's who we're talking to. Um, So we are creating products that will be useful to provide comfort in the home. So we went from just Arm Here For You to Arm Here For You Too, which is a comforting blanket for people in wheelchairs. Um, Extremities always get cold, so hands and feet or Young children are using it to cuddle up on the couch, especially right now when they need a little extra comfort. Uh, it's great for travel when we can travel. And in the car, we've made teething products for babies, blankets on the end of soothers. Uh, How do you find time? <laughs> um, you know, it's been a 
amazing. There is actually a lot of time. And then we've got weighted blankets for seniors and, and adults and kids. And we're planning to expand um, to pets very shortly. So again, no matter what your family looks like, we want to generate a really beautiful conversation around family and um, comfort. And so that, that's and what we're doing. where do people find these products? Yes. So we were we were supposed to launch in March and then the pandemic hit and we held back for a few weeks. And my sister, who's a long-term care nurse, said, our products are for comfort. This is exactly when people need it. So then we partnered up with Food Banks Canada and a portion of our proceeds are going towards them so that we can be part of the solution for the pandemic. Oh, I love that. Um, and we, um, we launched quietly, um, and we are in Best Buy, Amazon, Walmart, um, Babies Are Well. Amazing. Snugglebugs, Walmart.ca, I think I said that, and Cheryl's Home and Family.ca. And, and some smaller, uh, sorry, and West Coast Kids and some smaller um, fantastic um, baby stores. So we really just, we've just started. Um, it, was a, it was a tough decision how and when to launch, but we've been planning this. Listen, I've been planning this for 10 years, but, you know, the, the actual launch of this particular iteration of the company has been it's taken like two to three years. So... Hmm. And then, you know, it takes two to three years of planning and careful calculation of how to do a launch yes. like that. And then all of a sudden it launches during COVID, which is yes. kind of the wild west. Yes, but so as good you for you. Know, anytime, anytime you launch a company or a brand, um, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And our team has worked so, yeah, so hard. And so we just, we want to help. That's the whole point of why we created this company and having the Insta story live to talk. It's similar to your show. You're, you're, you're talking about things to get people talking, to feel good, to ask themselves questions. And that's what we want to do with our Insta live. Yeah. We need to wrap up guys. Sorry. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Thank you, uh, Cheryl, for sharing that. Uh, We're going to talk about the importance of friendships when we come back on the dating and relationship show. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we're talking dating and relationships with Cheryl Hickey from ET Canada. Joan Kelly Walker's also here. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. The importance of friendships because friends are amazing. They help us deal with stress. They help us make better lifestyle choices that keep us strong and allow us to rebound from health issues more quickly. So in general, spending time with positive friends actually changes our outlook for the better. What do you think constitutes a good friendship, ladies? I want to hear from you. We'll start with Cheryl. I don't think it has to be the length of time you've known someone. Um, I know that there's, I really think it is about the heart of the person, about willingness to understand. Instantly. Yeah, I think I've got friends that are, uh, that I've been friends with maybe three, five years um, and are just my heart. And there's people that I've known a lifetime, also my heart, but it's, but it's still just as valuable. I think a loving friend, a caring friend, someone who forgives and kindness um, 
and challenges you too. I think that's important in a friendship. So those are things that I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I think it's it's something about, you know, how genuine it is. Like it's easy to always mm-hmm. be dressed up and go to an activity or an event or something, but it's there's also mm-hmm. something really nice about just being able to be quiet with someone and not have to do anything big or important and just enjoy kind of puttering around or go to a little market or you know, it's not about For sure. It's not about, you know, who you are, it's about who you're with, really. So that's yeah. what it is to me. It's like strip away all the, you know, all the all the fancy stuff and just how do you enjoy your quiet time with that person? And, you know, when you yeah. say to them, you know what I mean? You know that they know what you mean and how you, <laughs> what you're intending to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone that you can be your true self around. You yeah. Know, tend to be somebody that you're not, uh, someone who accepts you for who you are, someone who's really non-judgmental. I think for me, the most important thing is loyalty, having like a loyal friend. Like if I tell you this, like it's, it's code. Mm, <laughs> yeah. 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 And if I say, don't say anything, then I have to know you're not going to say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. So respect yeah. is number one, but that's also number one in, in a relationship too. So I have a yeah. scenario for you ladies. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. I didn't tell you about this because I, I want to hear Ooh. you on the air. So I've seen this happen before and I'm certain that the both of you ladies have as well. So you and your hubby have been friends with another couple for many years and you get together often. You and the wife are very close. You're like sisters. And then suddenly you find out through a a mutual acquaintance who knows your friend's husband that he's been cheating on your friend on and off for years with someone that he once worked with. So what do you do? Do you sit on this information and pretend the affair isn't happening or do you tell your friend knowing that you will be the one to blame for the breakup? What do you do? Okay, I got to jump in here. I think okay. <laughs> there's there's a fact checking responsibility that comes along with this. And I had someone not too long ago come to me and say, "Oh, your husband's having an affair." But they obviously had done no fact checking and it was absolute garbage. And and you know what? I lost so much respect for that friend of mine who came to me with this, you know, trash. Bombshell. Yeah, it's a horrible when that happens. So I think you have a responsibility to really make sure you know what you're talking about, that it's not coming through someone else. Okay. Yeah, I would say I would I would agree with that. I think yeah. that um relaying life altering, family breaking information you and don't need take it lightly. To, no, you need to dive in, find out the facts. But if you find out the facts that they are true, uh, for me, let, I, let me reverse that. If it was me and my friend had fact-checked and done the due diligence and checked it out, yeah, I would want my friend to tell me. Would it affect yeah. the relationship? Perhaps. But if they love me enough to sacrifice themselves the way I would love my friend enough to sacrifice myself and that friendship because I love that person so much that they don't deserve that, mm-hmm. that would be my perspective. Yeah. Listen, that happened with my parents. It happened with my parents um, and, a, and friends that they had a long time ago. Um, and it was a really, um, really difficult situation. Not that they knew and they had to tell them. But that sort of situation, you hear it all the time, breaking up uh, a foursome of friends when things like this happen. 
it's very difficult for, for people. But I think being honest, if you're always honest and come from a place of honesty, that's the most important thing. And if you yeah. honestly have heard that this is a real thing and you have something to back it up with and you say, I just am telling you because I care about you and I love you and I know this may affect our friendship and I, I'm willing to put that on the line because I love you. That's See, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it as what if my husband was cheating on me and he really was cheating on me. Yeah. I would think uh-huh. that that I would expect, you know, uh, my friend to tell me something like this. Yeah, it like, also I would depends want so how they tell you. Like, reversed. Yeah. How. I think the fact checking is really important, though, Joan, and I hadn't really thought of that before, but before you just go, I heard this, just saying you heard it is not enough. It needs to be, like, that's big. That's, that's, family, that's family destruction right there if you don't, if you don't look, look really into it, you know? Yeah, and it's the way that it is presented. If you care for enough sure. for that person, you have to, like, sit down, take them for lunch, take some time with it, be there for them. Yeah. Hey, I knew this was going to be... <laughs> a touchy subject for some reason, right? I mean, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in this situation. So I just wanted to, to hear what you ladies um, I think if you, again, friendships are so important. And women, especially when we are friends, it goes to, like, you love that person. You care about that person when you are in deep friendship with someone. So I think that it's 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 not a... I don't know. I just think there's a responsibility there. Um, and I hadn't really thought of it with the due diligence part, but I think that's the biggest part of it. I really do. Yeah. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Talk about dating. I know neither of you are dating. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to start. It has but changed I hear so it much, I even in the past five years. Uh, well, Cheryl's outlook on dating um, might be a little bit different than yours, because I guess, Cheryl, how long have you been married? Oh, I'm a terrible wife. No, we've been married um, the 11 years, 11 years. Okay. 12 years. Now, 12 years. Has, well, so dating has shifted so drastically since that, okay? Now, people are yeah. meeting online and developing relationships uh, in this yeah. online capacity. And, and then there's social media. Uh, social media adds another layer to the dating landscape as well, especially since it, it, it too, can be used as a tool to meet other people. I, can't, I don't like when yeah. people do that, but, you know, they do. So as an outsider looking in and probably never having to go uh, the online route, have you? Or maybe you have. Have you? Have you ever done the online thing? No, not for me. Um, it wasn't even a thing mm-hmm. when I was still dating. No, I know, Joan, it no. wasn't when you were dating, but, yeah. but it was when Cheryl was. <laughs> well, we, we, we met on a blind date. So literally he had a sticker on his chest that said, hi, my name's Kevin. He Googled me. And like, so I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who I was going out with. I had, we talked. Yeah. So no, there, I, there was no online portion to this at all. But you must have single friends that tell you stories, and right? Oh, yeah. Lots. What's your take on today's dating landscape? Do you think it's improved from when you were single and dating, or do you think that there are aspects that make dating more difficult? 
I think that it is incredibly difficult because it's as though people are dispensable. You just swipe and yeah. you're judging yeah. someone based on what they look like, not, not, not what you're like before it was you went on a date with somebody because maybe you met them at a bar and you had a really great conversation or you met them at the gym and you had a really good conversation or you met them through a friend and your friend had stories about them and you gathered this really cool information. And so now it's based on what do you look like? And it just feels as though the pot is so big. It's just, it doesn't matter. And I think people are not valuing each other the way they should. And it gets very hurtful. And if a date doesn't, people ghost each other and just don't show up. And that psychologically, I think, hurts people more than we know. Yeah, well, uh, just uh, uh, to continue with what you're saying, dating apps give you a tremendous amount of opportunity for people uh, or give a tremendous amount of opportunity for people to feel rejected before they even meet the person. And it's like, right. okay, well, I was talking to this person, and all of a sudden they disappeared. It's like, did, it, did I do something? It's like, well, no, you didn't really do anything because they haven't met you. So mm-hmm. it's not rejection, but you feel rejected. It feels horrible. Or You, you feel rejected. Much- yeah. yeah, sorry. You spend so much time um, with talking to someone, and then when you meet them, they just don't live up to their profile. Or, they're, like what you said, there's so much choice that nobody wants to settle, and it's all about looks. So you could be swiping, swiping, and, and passing through some amazing people that would be such a great match for you, but because they don't look exactly the way you want them to, you're not going to even give them a chance. Right. I mean... I think my husband's cute. Listen, I I love the way he's, he's I'm attracted to him. And, but what I loved about him the most on our first date was the way he talked about his mom. Mm. That was what melted the inside of me. Aww. And so I would never have known that, really. I know how important it is for a man to respect his mother. It's so important. So I totally get that. Mm-hmm. On another note, you and your hubby are an ultra hot couple because your husband oh. is so good looking. And Joan, your hubby is really good looking too. I mean, Don <laughs> has to care about him. He walks into a room and it's like, there's Don, right? I've never met your husband in person, Cheryl, but I can say, you know, from your social, he's very attractive. Does it ever You know what? If he hears the show, I'm not going to hear the end of it. If Kevin uh, hears all this, he's going to be like, you know, they said I was good looking. They said I was cute. Hey, but he's got an amazing woman, though. He'll never find anybody better than you ever. <laughs> so there, Kevin, take that. Okay, so does, does it ever bother you ladies when, when I mean, they, your men get checked out by other women? Like, does it make you feel uncomfortable? Or are you like, okay, this is my man? You know, I don't, like, Don and I can either go to a party or host a party, and we barely see each other. I don't sit there and hover over him and see who he's talking to, and he doesn't do that to me. So we are both so secure with each other that it's really not an issue for us. Sure, yeah, it would drive me crazy kind of, if I went there. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's a compliment where I'm like, yeah, he's cute. I know, right? Get it? Um, the I, only time... I would be, um, I think when we first started dating, there was a woman who was just very disrespectful to me um, because she wanted to get closer to Kevin, uh, which that's a different ball game, you know, um, I think. Um, but in terms of someone thinking that he's cute, I think he's cute too. So, yeah. 
You know what? And I agree with both of you ladies. I would never be with a guy that I didn't trust. Uh, and I like I love having a guy that looks good on my arm, you know, especially when he's nicely dressed. It's like, yeah, check him out, but I'm going home with him. So um, what would you say uh, to other women who find themselves concerned by unwanted interest from other women directed at their boyfriend or husband? Who wants to answer that? Sometimes it's a woman being very insecure, I think, sometimes. Like just, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean it's a guy's fault. No, but what would you say to them if they're struggling with that issue? I think that if you are struggling with that, I think the best thing you can do is turn inward and have a conversation with your partner. That's what needs to happen. It, it you know, it that's a that's a you as a couple thing that you need to discuss, um, and and also evaluate what's going on with you. You know, um, you you should feel we all should feel confident in our relationships, and if you don't. That's a point to look inward and have a really big conversation with your partner. And is it more about how you're feeling as a woman um, or as a man, or is it, or is it a, a you thing that needs to be talked about? Mm-hmm. It has very little to do with the third person. Yeah. Well said. Thank you, ladies. What an amazing conversation today. Cheryl finally got you on the show. COVID had to happen to get you on here, but hopefully we can no. do the soon. <laughs> I am so grateful to be on your show. Uh, I love what you guys are doing, and I hope that when we can um, be together again that you'll have me back. I would love to just see you guys, give you a big hug, and, and just do this again. Yeah, oh, we would great. love that, too. Okay, Cheryl, where, where can people get a hold of you, learn more about your business? CherylHolmanFamily.ca, or we have an Instagram page, uh, Cheryl's Home and Family. And, um, yeah, or just at Cheryl Hickey. That's the other one. I'm all over the place, so you can see me. And then on ET Canada on weeknights at 7. Joan? On Instagram, it's Joan Kelly Walker Official or my website, joankellywalker.com. And you can find me at Official Laura Bellotta on Instagram. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in each and every week. Love you all. Ciao for now. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.